Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound. JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones. Seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors Real Friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, everybody. No, we already started the show. We started the show when your shit was fucked up. Everybody knows now. I know you're just just, just exhaling the bong hit, but calm down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't just exhale the bong hit. Last that week's case, show, you I screamed at everyone the whole time. I was, I was trying to listen. I was like, the audience is going to turn this off. He's yelling at everyone. And yet, <laughs> it's one of our greatest reviewed. It was very funny, by the way, I have to say. After you stopped yelling, I was laughing my butt off. So I didn't yell the whole episode. No, once I said, dude, can you, you're like literally, I, your, your body was standing and yelling down into the mic. I was like, can you please calm down? <laughs> Listen, I want the so, audience at home to know that Donald, um, as you know, just moved into his house. He has a giant bookshelf behind him with the library letter, as we mentioned, and he has one book so far displayed, and I believe it's a Star Wars sideshow collectibles book. Correct, sir. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the Wait, first can I tell book... you guys who I talked to today? Who? Tony Gilroy. Oh, shit. Oh. I know. Let's have a conversation. I'm sorry if I yelled just now. Let's let the baby latch. Yeah. Latch back on, let your baby, baby latch. latch. Donald, latch. let the let the oh, weeds wow. settle in to a more peaceful place. I also have to apologize last week. If you notice my audio is a bit off, it's not Daniel's fault. Some of you might be thinking. Nobody cares, Zach. Let's get to the Tony Gilroy of it all. Uh, okay, sorry. I, I am the engineer. It is my job to say, is everybody recording? Yeah, you properly? are the engineer. Nobody so. cares, Daniel. Nobody cares, Daniel. It's important we all take responsibility. All right, so you spoke to Tony Gilroy. Tell the people who don't know who Tony Gil- Gilroy is, Joelle. Yeah, Tony Gilroy wrote uh, your favorite action movie and mine, The Born Identity original trilogy. Uh, is an incredible writer, and he also is the showrunner and creator of Andor. Yes. Um, so he is up for a bunch of awards this award season, as is his production designer, Luke Hall. Yeah, so, it's beautiful. Zach, remind me, the production designers, what's their guild called? I don't know. AGA? I can't remember either. I'm not sure. But they were very kindly invited me in to talk to both Luke and Tony about Andor and their experience working together. And I learned a lot. And it well, was it was very beautiful, fun. that show, I have to say. I voted on um, the DGA, the WGA, and SAG 
Ooh, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, but I did. Can Donald, I did you, you, Donald, you definitely didn't vote for SAG because uh, uh, that would have involved uh, you knowing that the SAG Awards deadline was coming up. And if Casey didn't tell you and put it in front of you, I don't think it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I only vote in November. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. We'll good answer. We'll Even if there's it. no election, he just makes sure to vote on something in November. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, um, so our Super Bowl ad is out. Did you guys see it? I did, no. and I love it. What? I love it's it. Out? I love it. it. I love it. And where it plays, I'll watch it. I'll watch um, it. So I'll watch it. This is going to be air after the Super Bowl, obviously. I'm so glad that blank team won. You guys want to pretend like we know who won? <laughs> but uh, we're recording this on Thursday before the bowl. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, these days the ad companies release the ads on the web a little bit early um, just to kind of gain some momentum. But the, then it'll play for the first time on TV on the bowl on Sunday. Wait, but tell anyway, us what happens in it because we didn't see it. Oh, my God. Look oh. at this. You haven't seen it, Joel? You might want to watch it now. It's 60 just seconds. Go to, just okay, yeah, okay, should, okay, should we okay. take, let's take a quick break and we're all going to watch the trailer. Do you want me to link it to you, Joel? There's a people it's article on, about it. It's on the YouTubes. Uh, you know, go to the YouTubes and watch just, it. It's I just, better I just on the a link. There's, there's a it's, link to the YouTube video. There's a link it's to the YouTube video. It's better on the here. YouTubes because it's not uh, cut rectangular for uh, reels. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, a so we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break, guys. And we're gonna watch. This no, Super we're not gonna Bowl take a break. We're just gonna give you. We're gonna talk about meaning this shit while you audience take a moment yeah. to look at the T-Mobile commercial where we sing with John Travolta. I was oh say, my is it this one? Good. Right. God! And I'm pressing play right now. All right, good. Share screen. <laughs> Donald. Um, well, well, let's let them digest it. Pretty fun, huh, Donald? Joelle's face right now. I think that's called sh she shook. I think she shook. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! Oh right? my god, guys, it's so cute. Oh, Isn't that great? How? What? what? Why did it? Y'all were this children way? when Greece came out. What was it like singing with John Travolta? That's crazy. It was so cool. He was so nice. Uh, Donald and I had a chat beforehand. We we're like, bro, you know we're not great around really famous people. Oh, right, right, right. You need to be chill. And Listen, I, I have a hard Donald, time. Donald, and keep in mind, we, you know, it's not like we were like drunk at a party. Donald, super sober. We're like, yeah, we got it. We're locked in. Ten seconds in, I go over. He's in Travolta's face talking about face off. <laughs> wow. I can't listen, man. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know what awesome. I mean? Like, even before we did the commercial, like, I've seen pretty much all of his movies, and he's always been great. You know, and, you know, Saturday Night Fever is one of the dopest movies ever made. If you're a young actor and you want to see, you know, just good movie making, put that on. I promise you it still holds up. And it's about disco, too. But it's also about more than that, you know, just if you get the opportunity. Anyway, he you know. couldn't have been nicer. He was so cool. It was fun. And uh, we got to dance with him. There's an extended version um, that I guess since this is airing Tuesday, will probably be out. Um, it's not out yet, but there's like a 90 second version where we. There's a two minute version. There's a two yeah, there's minute a, version. There's a two minute version. There's a 90. There's longer versions where we, where we really dance. I mean, we made, I mean, it's too bad they couldn't air the. the, the I feel like the longer the version, the better the commercial. I'm just going to keep it 100. No, it's so funny. We dance with him. There's a whole nother section that obviously they couldn't fit into a 60 second ad for the Super Bowl. It's so expensive to advertise the Super Bowl. But 
and I'm so happy the 60 seconds exists, but if you, if you're a fan of us, obviously you're listening to this, uh, check out the long extended version. Cause it's pretty funny. I was like, there's no way they could play this, man. This is like the length of the halftime show. <laughs> no, it's two minutes. <laughs> no, it's two minutes. It's, long, two, minute. bro, it's, it's two minutes. Well, but there's it's a two so minute, good. It's there's so a two minute good. one, which has a little dialogue moment with me and Donald. Um, and, and that's funny. And, but the 90 second one has a whole dance sequence. It's funny. Yeah. I love it. I'm so happy it. we got the opportunity to do yeah, this. It's so fun. I mean, amazing, it, it's guys. cool to be in a Super Bowl lab, but it's also just like, you know, dancing and singing Grease with Travolta. That's just like, like life goals, you know? Yeah. Shout that's out it. Klugman, Panay, T-Mobile. Yeah. Thank you, Brian Klugman, who uh, we've had on the show, as you know. He's the Don Draper of it all. And he's just such a a good man and a funny man. He wrote that whole thing himself. And it's hilarious. We never thought they were going to get Travolta. Don, they, Donald, they approached Donald and I about it. And we're like, yeah, that sounds awesome, but Travolta's not going to do this. And then he, <laughs> and then Travolta loved it. He thought it was so funny. Yeah, shooting your shots everywhere. That's what they were That's saying tight. about uh, Harrison Ford coming on shrinking. <laughs> like, It'll never happen. You shoot your I shot. Know. That shit yes. happens, dude. You got to ask. Shot. I never thought Allie Portman's going to see us to Garden State. You just, you, mm-hmm. you got you to shoot your shot. You got to try. You got to ask. You know, and, I'm going to keep it 100. I never thought Casey Cobb would say yes to sex yeah. this morning, but she did. And oh that my shit God. was fucking awesome. Did I oh go too far? No, I went too far. Just, you went just far <laughs> I went too far. Perfect. I went too far. No. You went okay. perfect. <laughs> although, although um, it was funny. I thought you were going to say, I, I, it's funny because I thought you were going to say, I never thought Casey Cobb would say yes to marrying me or dating me yeah. because she said no a bunch of times. Yeah, she did. And and then she wouldn't, she she would, you know, she infamously said, doesn't he have like nine kids? She did. But then, but then uh, she fell in love with you and you're married, but you turned it into having sex this morning, which was funny. Yes. You know, it doesn't, listen, you know me. You know why she gave you morning sex? Because, you know, that T-Mobile ad That T-Mobile out. dropped. <laughs> that T-Mobile dropped. You know what's up. She was like, all right, I got my new floors matter in fact, my house. Matter of fact, do you want her to no, come down here? No, don't, don't get her. Don't get her. Don't, don't get her to come down here? No. We don't, we don't want Casey to come down here? I love Casey, but let's stay focused on topic. We have all so much to talk about. It's the beginning of season eight. You're right. We season do. eight. Season eight. We're running out of episodes, guys. I know. Yeah, we don't have that many left. Yeah, we need to come up with an idea for the show. Let's just slow down. Let's just we're going too fast. It's like it's like we're going too fast, Donald. Like you probably were with Casey this morning. You have to slow down. No, 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 no. Slow down and savor. You want do savor? Now I gotta go get her. No, don't go get her. You were talking about you talking about no. I don't want. I to get her. Donald. Oh my god. You know, you know the real reason he goes and gets her is he's so <laughs> incredibly clingy and pee whipped that like the the ninety minutes we do the podcast is too much time apart. He has to go get her. I always feel like we're interrupting whatever she's trying to do while Donald is busy. She's probably so, literally. She's probably so stoked that she gets a solid ninety minutes to do some shit without him bothering her. <laughs> Classic. Oh, we have a whole conversation about it. Oh, man. And now Zach keeps talking about it. Oh, my God. Oh, Zach's talking about it. Oh, Zach's oh, talking yeah. about it. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> okay. All right, play the theme song. KC, come down here. I don't know nothing about raising these fools. So tell me what to do. I don't know nothing about raising these kids. And that's what it is. Well, this is embarrassing. No, listen. <laughs> yeah. Get down so we can see you. Your husband, he. I thought he was gonna say. I thought he was gonna say. Um, 
We were talking about how, you know, you have to, when, when you're trying to get an actor for something, you can't give up. You have to keep trying to get them to be in your show if it's Harrison Ford or whatever. Persistence. And be persistent, exactly. And Donald started to say, well, I couldn't believe that Casey Cobb, and I thought he was going to say, married me after, oh. after and, and then he said, was willing to have sex with me this morning. <laughs> well... You know, I take one for the team, guys. <laughs> I do. I no, just do what I do. No, but then Zach said, "You know why she had sex with you? Because that T-Mobile dropped." Yeah, yeah, the T-Mobile ad dropped. He got. Yeah. He got congratulations. Yeah, sex. see, I told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah he got some yeah. congratulations. Sex. He got cr- congratulations. Sex, and you know what? <laughs> I can't have him on cloud nine, and then all of a sudden fall to the gutter because, you know, I didn't perform. But perform. I, 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 will, I will humble his ass tomorrow morning. I'll be yeah. like, you had your day. Yeah. That shit's over. Yeah. Now we need to put no, more Super books Bowl in the bookcase. Yeah. Super Bowl now Sunday. Now we need a backyard. So Casey, uh, then Donald made some comment because I said, you know, I hope that you didn't uh, rush things. And that we were talking about this podcast and how it's going so fast and we need to slow down and not rush. And yeah. I said to Donald, I hope that he savored this morning and didn't didn't rush too fast. And he said, no, well, now you said I, just like I rushed this morning. I said, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And then he said, Let's I got to go, go get Casey, Casey because he wanted find out I assume he wanted you to, to say what did. a wonderful lover he is. be honest with them. Everybody wants to hear the honest to goodness <laughs> truth out there, babe. That shit was long. <laughs> <laughs> Why I got to be shit, though? <laughs> first of all, so Donald, you consciously slow down to, 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 to savor so, so oh, because this one savors every fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that I have to like snap and be like, "Hey, come back, <laughs> come back, sir." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is hilarious. Oh my god, they're both cracking up. <laughs> she doesn't do do drugs, guys. I do, I have to bring it back to reality. I, sometimes I'll look back and he's like dreaming. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, no, I'm not he's dreaming. In his, he's in his happy place. <laughs> he's, in his, he's deep in it. No pun intended. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, she said sometimes I have to look back. Yeah, she said she had to look back. She look back like all in the windows. Oh my God. Yeah, she has to look back because yeah, she has to look back and see that you. She says that you're sort of lost in a dream world, and she has to snap to bring you back. She says. The over the over the shoulder look. Stop! <laughs> this is great radio. Okay. We're gonna win an award. I, I gotta go and put the wet my pants. Okay. All right, we gotta start the show. Okay, Casey, bye. thank you for your sex bye, anecdote. Uh, bye, bye, Casey. Hope your floors oh are okay. I'm right. so tired. You want to give me a kiss? Or you that is amazing. Me. You good? Okay, there it is. There okay. it is. You guys are hilarious. I would watch that reality show. <laughs> I love so that adorable. woman. I know. You're so in I'm love t- and adorable. Dude, it's like, you know, it's great. But we're, we, we're here to talk about scrubs. Yeah, we're going to focus on scrubs. I just wanted to say uh, one last thing. I, I recently started watching The Boys again. It is mm. so oh, good. Yes. Because oh, I had yeah. paused. I had paused for some reason. And now I just finished season two, and Ooh. that is one of the best shows on TV. And it's a shame that Donald doesn't watch things because, man, he would love that. Donald, you're not watching you've The watched, Boys? You've watched I The watched, Boys? I watched season one of The Boys, uh, and I guess I watched season two, some of season two, 
It's so crazy. It's, it's Do you a, know yeah. about the crazy shot in season three? Don't ruin anything in season three, please. No, you don't have to. Don't ruin anything. You know, I. It's it's good. I like I like the show. You know, superhero shows. I don't know, man. Superhero shows get a little boring to me because I don't know, man. After a while, they just they just. It's I can't take the bullshit. I want to see the action and I want to see the comic book stuff. I don't necessarily want to see. Like the drama of it all. Oh. And, and well, this that show stuff, is a lot of know? social commentary, yeah. which is brilliant. I mean, I, yeah. I, there's so that's many cool. things. That's cool. That's cool and all. There but, must you be know. people watching this show um, who 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 don't know that they're rooting for the bad guy. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, they definitely are. Oh, they, they definitely sure they are. definitely know they're. Listen, it's man, horrifying. that's the crazy thing. You know, that's the crazy thing. America thinks we're Superman, but we're really fucking uh, that dude. Uh, Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. We're really Homelander. But there yeah. must be people out there. I was watching it, and end of season three is particularly poignant about mm-hmm. social comment. Sorry, end of season two is particularly poignant. I mean, there's literally an attack on the Capitol in the show. And I, I said, I wonder if there's people watching this rooting for Homelander. <laughs> and there must be. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. Season three top season two, Zach, and I can't wait to hear really? thoughts on Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Oh, but God, season yes. one was huh. season one was really good. I thought season two kind of fell from season one, but that's just me. I love it. Listen, this listen, so put it this way. Put it this way. I'm not a person who ever watches uh, superhero stuff for the most part, as you guys all know. And But this one is just the writing is so incredible. It's so funny. And then at the same time, it's so R-rated. Like, I, okay. I feel like it's the most R-rated thing I've ever yeah. seen on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the gore and the sex stuff. And <laughs> yeah, when those two lot. had sex in the, when those two had sex in the sky. Yeah. Like yeah. above the couch and everything like that. And they, Y'all are not ready. And yeah. that shit, and they banged so hard, but like she was like for real, for real about it. That shit was bang. Did I go too far? No. no. Okay. You just okay. talked about uh, having sex with your wife to so lots and lots of people. You're fine. Okay. Um, all right. Should we get into season eight, everybody? Let's count yeah. us in, Donald. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a It's a whole new world, everybody. We're on ABC now. Now, just uh, one thing I didn't know as a piece of trivia, as you know, throughout seasons one through seven, I have said that this show is shot on 16 millimeter film and it um, always had the standard um, square aspect ratio. But I'm guessing, well, not guessing, I can tell starting in season eight, it was finally up-resed, uh, the film was up-resed to HD for the first time. So you'll notice that it's actually finally 16 by 9. Any color, other time... screen. Yes. Any other time you've seen the show, seasons 1 through 7, seemingly fit your whole square 16 by 9 television, it's been cropped mm-hmm. by whomever is broadcasting it. Um, but this is uh, finally a full HD television show because I'm assuming back then is when the switches were being made to making everything HD. I want to just say something really quick before we start. Go ahead. I found myself more fascinated with who was on the show this time around more than what was happening in the show. Yeah, which was really interesting because this is the first. This is the first time. 
I've ever done that. And we've had some amazing guest stars before, but this was the first time where I was like, wait a second. Holy shit, that's, and holy shit, that's, and wow, this is before they, and oh my God, we yeah. were so, you know what I mean? Like, well, Aziz Ansari, of course, and Eliza Coop are, are two uh, people that really, and Taryn Killam. Taryn Killam. Um, three people that really uh, broke out from this. I mean, Taryn was known a bit before, but I don't think Aziz and you know, well, Eliza Well, he was like were, on, Mad, look, Taryn was Mad on TV. Mad TV and yeah. Nickelodeon, stuff like that. You know what I mean? He hadn't necessarily had his big, you know, not ready for prime time moment breakout yet yeah breakout moment yeah but aziz was pretty unknown right maybe he was a stand-up no but aziz had like some maybe he was on the internet or something like that i remember walking with aziz in the parking lot and being like giving him the hey kid you stick to it you're gonna be really you're really funny fucking idiot i fucking shot myself in the foot this motherfucker goes on to be aziz Ansari. you know what i mean like come on bro like but you yeah. knew but we knew back then you knew back then he was gonna be good and you knew Eliza was going to be good. Yeah, they were and all you, great. I mean, yeah. think about it. Like, I, I think Bill's um, strategy, I assume, was like, I want to, you know, Bill always said that he thought there's no reason that this couldn't be like an ER, where ER type show where he keeps it going. And I think the idea, this again, another thing is we, this is the first episode we moved to ABC. So we'll talk about some of the jokes that were in there because of ABC. So uh, keep in mind what had happened was NBC, the ratings weren't, you know, big enough. And they were like, you know what? Seven seasons is good. That'll be the end. And then the show is owned by Disney, as we've told you, and ABC is owned by Disney. So um, Disney said, whoa, 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 whoa. We're, whoa, we're not done yet. We're going to put it on ABC. So I think Bill's thinking was, um, as any smart showrunner would, like, you know, maybe I should start introducing some new young blood because this could be like ER. It just keeps going for 20 years with new comedians. Yeah, he was and trying so, to bring in Sam. Yes, like, on like different the, strokes. for those of you that know a different strokes reference, he was trying to bring in Sam. I can break dance and play the guitar, Mr. D. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh that's what's going on with them. And um and then of course we have the stunningly beautiful uh Courtney Cox coming Amazing. onto the show. You know, yeah. Bill was on to something. It I think this would have worked if it if if he could have kept the original cast for the whole series and if he would have stayed on the show, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I, I don't remember season nine. I know we shot a season nine. I don't necessarily remember it. <laughs> Think you know how I mean? stoned you must have been. Well, you Bill know, was gone. That, you know, we, at we that do... point, I was freaking out of control, stoned, man. Like, I was. Yeah. Well, ridiculous. we joke about season nine and we're going to watch season nine, which will, which will be fun because I definitely, Donald and I have not seen a single episode of it. But, um, Bill, you know, um, you know, it's worth noting that Bill wasn't the writer of that uh, sort of spinoff. It was a whole new writer's room. Bill went on to do Cougar Town with Courtney Cox. This was kind of like the testing ground for their, you know. Yeah, this is where Bill got to know Courtney and became friends with her and really liked writing for her. And so then, then they went off to make Cougar Town, which interestingly enough also started on ABC. And then when ABC tried to cancel it, they moved that show to TBS and kept it going. So mm. Bill's probably in the Guinness Book of World Records for shows moved to other networks. I'm sure Dick Wolf and I'm sure he's done it before. And... He said Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. You said Dick and Wolf. Um, so, um, yeah, that's some backstory about this. Um, the opening joke is, starts right off. Um, with, with you being beard face now. Well, I have a beard. But by the way, I was so bummed about how brown. There's not a single gray hair in that beard. No, it looks weird. I love it. What do you mean it looks weird? It looks I look weird. Like, I look like Kenny Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at the glow up Zach has between seven and eight. My God. Like glow up, right? I he did, did. Have a glow The hair up. was whipped. The, the hair was fierce. flying. Zach, Zach had some success. He came back with some money. I look and tan. was like, let's go. Yeah. I look tan. I got a fucking fully brown, not one gray hair beard. I think. <laughs> Didn't the we hair go to, was on point. Didn't the we go to St. Bart's that summer? Weren't we in St. Bart's uh, that whatever, summer? Whatever happened, I looked my best I've ever looked. You were skinny. Looked, look how skinny you are. I was this skinny. Yeah, I, was, like. I don't know if I'll ever look that good again. Not a single fucking wrinkle under my eye. Dude, shit. 
man. That was, my, that, was, that was where I peaked. I peaked with that Kenny Loggins beard. You didn't peak. You thank look you, good dude. in a T-Mobile commercial, baby. Oh, you thank great. you, girl. Thank Your you, eyes girl. are so blue in that commercial, Yeah, they are girl. blue. That sweater Holy. really brings out the blueness in my it eyes. It pops. It's like it's like it pops. Hey, that wasn't an accident, Donald. I got to tell you, I picked hey, blue. I, I knew, picked blue. I knew you did. I knew you did. Um. So anyway, so I want, what I wanted to say is the very first j- joke that JD makes won't come across um, in certain places where you're watching it. But if you recall, he points down to the bottom right-hand portion of the screen and he goes huh that's new that's because that's where the abc had a little button uh, a little abc identifier tag on the bottom mm. of the screen and then bill did a joke on that and then revealed that in the show he's he's pointing to i guess the janitor's watch or the gum yeah. that the janitor's no. the which watch. one the watch, the watch. Mm-hmm. okay so the janitor says oh you're talking about my watch so we do a little joke about that but that was sort of there's some meta jokes in here about moving to abc uh throughout well the episode. definitely in the end credits of course which, the end, which, which we'll, <laughs> which get, we'll to. get to written by the uh, very talented angela nissel and directed by uh the legendary michael spiller Did michael spill we should i mean we had him on the show before man but let's just for you guys that don't remember spiller has directed so much television he directed sarah on firefly lane he directed so many episodes of Scrubs. He's directed like, you know, so many things. But Sex in the City is his like, was like the beginning of it all, right? Am I right? He yes, the, because he started he the, as a cinematographer. Yeah, he was the DP on it, and then moved over to some cinematographers um, aspire uh, to move on from being uh, the cinematographer to being a director, and some are quite successful. And Michael was that. He he shot, I believe, most of Sex in the City and then started directing Sex in the City, and then now he's a very big and beloved uh, TV director. It's, you know, your path is your path. And now he's back with Sarah Chalk uh, with Firefly Lane, although that's over now, I think, right? Yeah. Anyway, so... Because spoilers, uh, Sarah, you know. Spoilers. <laughs> All right, so the janitor says uh, that I have a prepubescent Miami vice beard, and I say that I look like – I say there are some who think I look like a young Kenny Loggins. And he says, who? And I say, me. Um, Away to the (laughs) danger zone. You know you wanted to sing that. I didn't, especially not that loud, but um, let's let the babies latch again. (laughs) Let them suckle, and they're latched. So far away from the mic. How is it so loud? Well, if you get the baby on the on the areola and um, someone screams out loud, you, you're going to jostle the baby. I wish I had video of that baby jostle when it <laughs> happened. That's so cute. It's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's just go through. We meet all the new interns. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Ed is played by Aziz. Denise is played by Eliza Coop. And we learned that um, he, I think he has a, speaking of T-Mobile, I think he's got like a sidekick because he's, I, I, I couldn't tell if it's actually a T-Mobile sidekick, but he's got that flip up style. He like, definitely has the flip up. I wish T-Mobile would bring back that sidekick. Mm. That phone was great. That phone I miss, was so good. Listen, I miss, am I, am I, do I sound like an old man when I say I really still miss a tactile keyboard? No. No, not no, at all. That, not, at not, all. At all not at all, dude. I would, not I don't know all. why anyone doesn't, why is no one, like you can, uh, this is what you should do. Ready? You have an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't change the thickness, or maybe they make it a little bit thicker. 
But then you pop out your fucking yep. little keyboard. Why yeah. not, guys? Yep. Come on. I see it. Sick. Also, if I could just slap a phone shut again, I would really appreciate it. I miss being able to just click it. Feel Kids yes. don't know, but it's well, a they, very tactile they, fun they experience. Don't know. <laughs> they, have, they have that I out there. I found one of my old flip phones here, an old Motorola. I was playing with it, <laughs> flipping it closed. We saw, they have we it, saw. but it's dual glass, and I don't yeah. feel comfortable. You can't um, get a proper snap on that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't get that click. Bye, yeah. bitch. Click. <laughs> yes. Bye, bitch. I just, I just don't understand why no one, like the BlackBerry held on as long as it could because for people who love the tactile keyboard. But now that it's gone, why, why no one creates something like this? I don't know. It could even be an aftermarket like uh, case of something. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. Every, they're definitely trying to sell distraction, right? So there's no way anybody's going to sell you a phone where all it does is just flip open. Unless, you know, that's no, what you're looking. No, unless plenty, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of people sell uh, flip phones if you don't want to. Well, the assistant editor I had on my on my film, uh, awesome guy named Elliot Eisman, and he he was in his thirties and had a flip phone, yeah. and I always I always made fun of him because I was like, dude, I really hate that my texts go green to you, and we we would laugh about it. But he's like, I just never went down the smartphone wormhole. I I saw how many how it took over everyone I know's life. And I just, I just held myself back and never went down the wormhole. I was impressed. He's the only person I know like that. Yeah. I can't text on that shit though. That's the only problem. No, but no, I know. A, but if I it's agree. like a sidekick or a, or, but even a sidekick, yo, even the set, the reason why the sidekick was so dope was because it did, it had a lot of functions. Same thing with the freaking but it was also uh, just sky so cool. pager. But it was just Those so things cool. Had how functions. It, it was just so cool how it flipped out though. This, the, the sidekick. No doubt. How you could click, click, click. Yeah. It's almost like Star Trek. Click, click, click. Yeah, Paris Hilton made that famous, right? That was like at the height of Paris Hilton's. Uh, well, title. at the well, T-Mobile at the time it was Charles Barkley and Dwayne Wade were the sidekick dudes. Oh, really? I just yeah. mean that uh, Paris was everywhere uh, yeah. in, the, oh. in the in the news, and I remember she always had a sidekick. Right, Be bedazzled pink joint. Yeah, it was like bedazzled. Captain's log. Starting supplemental. I, you, know that you, you probably knew this, but you can put a. Uh, I'm trying to tiptoe off these addicting, addictive apps, and you can on your phone you can put a time limit on specific apps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need so this. Like what, is this what, what is this called? What? What is this called? What? What is this time? It's built into my phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go in your, if you go in um, settings, audience, you're gonna love this. This is gonna help you all. It's gonna help you wean yourself off crack cocaine. You can go in and like select Instagram, for example. <laughs> disclaimer, can, dude. Disclaimer. This is not going to get you off of crack cocaine. No, I'm saying I don't mean crack cocaine. I mean the crack cocaine that is social media. So you can you can say, okay, Instagram, you can see how much time you're spending on a day. And then you can go, okay, I'm going to uh, – that's, that's embarrassing. I can't believe I'm spending that much time on Instagram a day. And then you can go uh, set timer for one hour. So and then a second you reached an hour, it locks you out of the app. Mm -hmm. And that setting is called screen time. Screen yes. time. What if you got to post something? Well, you can you can override it if like for work you need to post something. Obviously, but, also but, schedule your posts. Like if you're posting for work, just schedule it so that mm -hmm. way you're not tempted to be on the app. But what if you just found the dopest ham and cheese sandwich you've ever had in your life <laughs> and you want to take a picture of, of it <laughs> you could just undo it oh okay well, i didn't oh, know that. first of all where's yeah. this ham and cheese sandwich because now i want one right <laughs> but anyway what you can Spread do just line. like someone weaning them off drugs is and i started to do this you go you start like say in an hour right and then you get locked out and you go, okay and then like the next day you do 55 minutes 
And then next day you do 50 and little by little, you just, you're not, not using the app as much anymore. I like there that. you go. The more you know. Dan, I'll play the, the more you know uh, music, please. Okay. Back to the TV show Scrubs. Um, everyone at this hospital has been flirting with someone on the web uh, called Hot Girl 99. Okay. We should also, we should give a little bit of a story about these new interns because that's what this show is pretty much about. Okay. So Katie is a kiss ass. Denise yeah. is has horrible bedside manner. Yes. Ed, which you're talking about right now, tricks a catfish to come to the hospital. So yes. he gets catfished and then catfishes the catfish to come to the hospital. Yes, and he says, um, be holding a red balloon. But he, he's Aziz's character is, is playing Hot Girl 99, and he says, carry a red balloon so I'll know. And then JD says, wait. You're hot girl 99. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks away yeah. like he's he's been chatting to her too. And then throughout the episode as a runner, you see lots of men holding red balloons, including Colonel Colonel Doctor. Yes. And Ted. Yes. Ted <laughs> Ted's is, that's a sad story. Sam Lloyd Ted, is, is This is this is the saddest Sam Lloyd has ever been on the show. I know it's really dark too. Like you yeah. would definitely not make um these jokes in 2023. No. But not uh, at all. But um, it was it got a little dark. But I love but, I love I love Jimmy the overtouchy touch. How do you say it? the over the overly touchy touchy. orderly? Yeah, the yeah. overly touchy orderly. I love Jimmy the overtouchy orderly. Oh my god! When 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 Sam breathe falls, on my face. When, wait, when <laughs> Sam when Sam falls out of his chair, and Ted falls out of his uh, the wheelchair because he was cold and needed a seat, right. and then and then he's on the ground, and then that was the funniest shit of the episode when Taryn is like uh, groping him and he's like yeah okay he's like he's just like okay okay I slow slow move slowly don't do rush I anything. know you yeah and he's like do I know you and he's like move slowly don't rush anything he's like, okay breathe on my face <laughs> that was hilarious that that yeah he was <laughs> that was uh that was I laughed the hardest at that yeah at that, me too at that part so Courtney Cox gets the beautiful, beautiful woman entrance that we always do on Scrubs. But then we do a play on the joke. We joke the joke by having it go on too long. And JD's like, all right, come on, hurry up the sexy music. Yeah, but also JD's not attracted to her. Yes, he is. Right. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, it he didn't can't. seem like. No. It, it well, didn't he says, seem like he, he says was. because she was, he says something like, because she was a babe, of course I had to do this. And then the. But then Courtney for, and Courtney does. There's no one who doesn't think Courtney looks dude, sexy. So let those, me tell you. Let me those, tell you. In those videos, that, that oh those entrance videos, she's a knockout. Let me tell you something right now. Yes, Donald. Courtney Cox is, you know, on the top ten list, right? In my, at least with my top ten list. Uh, she's, she's in the top there. ten list. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's in my top ten. Oh my gosh, man! Forever, all the way back to Family Ties. Yeah, she was the second love interest. Yeah, on the show. Uh, well, all the way I go all the way back to Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kelso's replacement, we said, is Courtney Cox, and Cox doesn't want to smile so badly because he knows he's going to hate her because he's at the <laughs> hospital that he defibrillates his head. He blows his brains out with a defibrillator. Yeah, he he, he uh, that's not recommended to uh, defibrillate your head. I would not uh, do that. 
I would yeah, not do that. I don't know if that. I don't think that's the the right way. No, you definitely don't want to defibrillate your head to guys. use that. <laughs> Daniel, put the you more you know music again. <laughs> Kids, don't defibrillate your head. Dun, 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 dun. Um, but anyway, it gets a smile off of him. And um, now this is actually this story with JD being so nervous not to know what to say to uh, Courtney Cox's character. Um, uh, and so they're talking about their babies. And he says, did you deliver vaginally? I did. And uh, he goes, big girl. Must have hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just recently was reminded this is a real story from Matt Tarsus, one of our favorite writers, Jeff Zucker, who you told you was the head of uh, NBC, <laughs> the one that Donald, the one that Donald noogied. Um, Matt Tarsus nervously was talking to him, and and they were talking about their kids. This all happened in real life, and Matt was nervous and didn't know what to say. They were exchanging stories about having a newborn, and Matt said, "So did your wife deliver vaginally?" Oh <laughs> What did Zucker think about oh what was God. happening on this show? As it oh comes God. out, as it comes out of your mouth. I know, you know but you know when like, oh my do, God, do you have anyone in just... your life that like, is this just me or like there's certain people like, you're just kind of nervous around and you always oh my God, say something stupid? Every, yeah. every, <laughs> if I've seen you in a movie ever in my life, that's well, me. I just, I just can't help it. I have certain people uh, who I, 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 and every time I'm like, all right, dude, you got this. Like, it's obvious. Donald's right. It's often someone I admire or someone I think is really cool. And then what comes out is just so stupid, like out of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Donald and I both have this problem, and it's usually around people we admire. We 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 both call each other the next day and cringe and go, dude, I didn't know what to say. I said something so stupid to so and so. JD comes in and he's he uh, Cox is ranting about how he finds so many people annoying and JD does a walk by and goes new freckle. <laughs> that means JD is keeping track of Cox's freckles. <laughs> I, um, I, look, I'm going to say that uh, the facts of life jokes. Yeah, I love them. I, I don't know if anyone gets them who are isn't our age. But. I thought that shit was hilarious. How she was Joe. How how. Uh, how Denise is Joe and Katie is Blair. But yeah. then when when Ed is like, <laughs> you could call me Tootie, I won't think it's racist. That shit happened. That was funny. But that was funny. great. But a facts of life joke is a deep cut for some people. But um for those of you who don't know, it's, that's it's a sitcom young. sitcom we all loved very much when we were growing up. And I had such a crush on Joe. Like so, who and, didn't and, have a crush on no, Joe? No, some people were Blair people. I was a Joe person. I was a Joe. Me too. She was. I like was a, a Joe, she and I was, was a, a tomboy. Tootie. And I was a Tootie. Oh my God, was I a Tootie? Yeah. Woo wee, was I a Tootie? <laughs> Woo wee, oh was I a Tootie? <laughs> oh my, let me tell you something right now, man. Oh man, you want to talk about that? That her mom actually, Chip Fields, Kim Fields' mom, Kim Fields played Tootie. Chip Fields, little known. That when I first moved out to Los Angeles and I was doing Clueless, the television show, they hired her to help me learn how to do sitcom uh, with, with my sitcom timing. So she would, I, unbeknownst to me, one day I walk in my trailer and Chip Fields is in there. And this is the mom from, from uh, Good Times who beat Penny, Janet Jackson, right? <laughs> oh. And so... I walk into my trailer and she's sitting in there and I'm like, oh shit. You didn't what did know I you do? were gonna have a you didn't know. No, you I didn't push. know 
They, mm-hmm. they, she was like, they hired me to work with you. And I was like, oh, okay. And she would, for like uh, almost a season, she would come to set and run lines with me. Did she help and, you? Yeah, she helped tremendously. Like, she's a great coach. That, yeah. was, that was what she did at that point. But that's the one but time. But this wasn't a sitcom, right? No, it wasn't. It was a multi-camera thing. But I was playing the whole thing like, I was trying to play the whole thing like this and talk. Everything was very natural and. When, you know, right. You were used to, to being in a film. You were used to the sort of like, heightened reality of a comedy, right? Half right. Comedy. And so I'm playing this, and everybody else is really big, and I'm trying. This is the it's a it's a great story, man. Because like it was me before I learned how big I could become. Like now I go so big that directors and shit will be like, "Hey, could you just tone bring it back it, a little? Bring it down, bring, buddy. Bring, bring, bring it down." By the way, I back. saw that Alicia had a Super Bowl commercial as well. With with Elisa Donovan, both of them from it Clueless. was very nice. As since she was um, one of my biggest crushes, I was very happy to see her back in the in the yellow outfit. They looked, looked amazing too. She they both looked beautiful, and Alicia's uh, so funny, and um, I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, so why don't we take a break, and we come back? Um, we're going to talk about how um, um, uh, Ed—that's his name, Ed. Ed wears wears gloves to sleep, so he has soft hands. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix. Better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. And we're, and we're back. back. We are back, everybody. And I'm giving you noises that you all love so much. <laughs> Fuck your sound machine. Fuck your sound. <laughs> Hold on. You want that one? I'll give it, I'll give it to you, baby. Hold on. That's in bank B. I, you won't believe what I got. How many banks here. you got now, bud? There's too many banks. I need. There's I need to. Con- I really banks. need Daniel to come over and consolidate the banks. You're like Wells Fargo. Fuck sound effects. Too machine. many banks. Fuck sound effects machine. Ah, that was a good I'm one. Come over and consolidate banks. Yeah, I need bank consolidation, Daniel. I got you. I need a tech who could Don't come over and go, work. bro. You got too many banks. Shut it, dog. <laughs> My name is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, everyone puts their hands in because JD is going to give the he needs a break from the interns. He says, "Hold down the ICU floor. I'm out of here." And they put their hands in and they say, "And I, I say somebody has soft hands." And uh, Aziz says, "I sleep in gloves." <laughs> and then we put our hands up and say, "Nobody die." <laughs> um, that's our that's our cheer. So nobody dies. And then, um, okay, we should mention also that Carla and um, Elliot's storyline is that Elliot's, uh, Carla's trying to be honest with Elliot and say that she's whiny and self-involved. Well, Elliot is, uh, Elliot notices Katie and- They call her mini Elliot. And and, and, uh, Travis calls her mini Elliot. And that's what the whole hospital is saying. Right. And Elliot's like, wait a second, I'm not self-centered. And Cox is like, actually, you're very self-centered. You're probably the most self-centered person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And it strikes a nerve with Elliot. And she, you know, her and Carla go to dinner. And at dinner, she can't believe that Cox said that. And she expects Carla to back her up. And instead of backing her up, Carla agrees with Cox. Yeah. And that's, that's their storyline. Sometimes, think, sometimes that's the storyline for the whole show. Sometimes the truth isn't what you want to hear. You know what I right. mean? Right. And that people that you are close to you and respect you will, you should be open to what they have to say. Well, there's yeah. This, there's a saying like, if enough people tell you you're drunk, sit down. Hmm. That's what's up. And so this episode is, yeah, the theme is sort of telling, telling hard truths to people. So Carla's, is like, yeah, you are. Look what you did to Keith. Look what you've, look what's been going on in your life. You are self-involved. And Elliot is not having that. Um, we see that Kelso is all, is is perched up in Coffee Bucks. And that's where he's going to be every single day, he's announced. He doesn't want to leave the hospital, I guess. Well, he comes there to, for the drama. He loves to watch the show. Right. That's what we established, that in retirement, he likes to sit there and watch the soap opera of the hospital unfold. Why is Turk in the ICU all the time? 
Like, what the fuck? He's a surgeon. Like, why yes. is he always hanging out in the ICU? Well, I'm sure he has to do, con- do consults and decide if someone's going to go to surgery and what have you. I don't know. I'm a fake doctor. But also <laughs> it's because it's a comedy and we like Turk. That is true. <laughs> That's one of the main sets. Where's Bestie <laughs> and his wife are, too. I'd be like, hey, yeah. let me just stretch my heels out over here. Yeah, it's a big hospital. Everyone's sort of based in the ICU because they that's sort of the main one of the main sets. It's where we do rounds. What's crazy is that 99.9% of shows you all listeners watch, um, that would be a set. But that's a real ICU. I know we, we yeah. forget. <laughs> we forget sometimes that we were shooting this in an abandoned hospital. But that was really the ICU of a hospital. I mean, think how, what's crazy is we shot a comedy in there and think how much happened you, in that room let me ask you a question can you say you visited every room in that hospital no yeah me neither i can't but say i, I, but I definitely either. explored every inch of it because i explored a lot of it I, I never you know what when it got to like the children's ward and like the and like the the, the morgue and stuff yeah i didn't fuck around but we shot in the morgue but i would never go in the morgue alone i remember yeah. like i remember being down in the basement alone and I could never go in the morgue alone, but I would explore. Eventually they turned some room into the gym down there. Yeah. I think it was the morgue. That wasn't the morgue. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the morgue. I don't know what that room was, but it was a big room in the basement. They converted to a gym. That line where Turk says, Carla has spies everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) That is my wife, yo. Really? She has spies everywhere? Oh my God. I can't do nothing. I take a shit in the forest. My wife is like, you know that squirrel told me about what you did in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> she don't she play, know? dude. She just don't. I don't know, man. She knows everybody, man. At one point, like I forget this all the time, but at one point, my wife was really fucking famous. You know what I mean? And I forget that, and I forget because that she, she was knows- on the context. Um, she was on the Newlyweds, right? Is that what it was called? Yes. Jessica Simpson and her husband had a reality show, and Casey was her best friend. Jessica Simpson and her ex-husband, Nick Lachey, yes. had a reality show, and right. Casey was her assistant. Did you watch the show, by the way? I, I have never you. seen the show in my so life. So you didn't know that she was reality TV show famous when you had a crush on her? I had no clue. All I knew was that she would be at the club shaking her ass all the time. I thought she was cute. <laughs> That's it. That's and all you, I knew. And you, and you must have known she was Jessica's best friend because she was always nice to Jessica. Right. Right, and I knew that she that she uh, was Jessica's best friend. I remember asking somebody, looking at a picture, yo, who is that? And the person going, that's Casey Cobb. Like, like, yo, you don't know who that is, dog? And yeah, so- She was also very popular because she has an amazing personality. So everybody, she knew right. a lot of people. Right, but she got spies everywhere. Because of her connections, like because of the people that she knew back then, I go to a gym- and people are like, I'm not known as, like, I, I tell this joke all the time. I'm not known as Donald Faison ever. I'm always known as somebody else's something or the name of a show. So I was known as Clueless. I was known as freaking uh, Petey to all football players. I'm known as freaking Black Scrubs to a lot of Scrubs <laughs> fans or Turk to Black Scrubs Scrubs. fans. Yeah, crazy, right? And then to like the Hollywood world and stuff like that, I'm known as Casey's husband. <laughs> like that shit is just how it goes, dude. I walk into a gym and somebody was like, "Oh yeah, you Casey's husband." And I was like, "What? What the fuck?" I went to. She's breakfast. got spies everywhere. 
I went to breakfast at Salt's Cure for brunch, and a woman came in wearing a UCLA sweatshirt. And she said to me, oh, I saw your buddy at the game the other day. I guess you yeah. went to a UCLA game? I did. Yeah. Yeah, your buddy. You know your what buddy. they say? You know what they say when they see me? Oh, shit, you know what? I just was. I just saw Zach Braff at. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm sure they yeah, say they your do. buddy. They never say your buddy. It's always Zach Braff. Dude, you know the joke? I'm going to tell the joke. I got to tell the joke. You know the joke. So here's the joke. Wow. No one said joke that many times in one sentence ever. <laughs> Cut that down, Daniel. Cut the jokes down. <laughs> no, leave it, Daniel. <laughs> I first moved to Hollywood, and I do a show called Clueless, and no matter where I go, I'm known as Clueless. Then I get scrubs, and I meet Zach, and I'm taking Zach out to clubs, and people will be like, oh, shit, there goes Clueless, and Clueless bought his friend. Zach does Garden Damn. State. Yeah, no bullshit. Zach does Garden State. Then It then becomes, oh, shit. There goes Zach Braff. And look, he's with Clueless. That's my fucking life, yo. That's how it goes. That's how it is. And now you said they call you T-Mobile guy. They do call me hey. T-Mobile. Look, this shit, I'll take it too, bro. Look, I'll take it. Somebody said to me the other day, yo, man, you look so familiar. Where do I know you from? I was like, oh, I'm an actor. I was on a show called Scrubs. And, you know, I did a movie called Clueless. And he was like, oh, no, that's not it. T-Mobile. <laughs> I came out of a restaurant in, in, in L.A. called Craig's, which is a really good Italian place. And this paparazzo guy took my picture as I was getting in my car. And when he was done, he turns to me. He's like, yo, yo, should I really switch to T-Mobile? <laughs> yes, please continue to let me get paid, sir. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> like as though we're like, um, we, as though I have like a pamphlet in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should start carrying it around. <laughs> uh, yeah, here are the plans, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I again, JD doesn't know what to say to her, and so he says he doesn't want to s- say that you know she's hot because he's just nervous, and he says you look like a well-built, sturdy woman. She's like sturdy. She says like a shed, and he, oh, I go like yeah. a like a naughty. She goes, I like that. I go like a naughty. Structure. Structure. And then she walks away. (laughs) And then she asked the janitor. She finally has a showdown with the janitor because she's not down with his shenanigans. And she sees that his name tag says the janitor. And then she fires him. Yeah. I mean, the janitor gets fired. But he doesn't leave the hospital. No, he has no intention of leaving. By the way, when, when, when she finally says, catches him later, he's like, He's holding a screwdriver to nothing. He's he's just he's on the ladder, and it's like you know those drop ceiling, like whatever they are, asbestos panel things that are in a hospital. He's just holding a screwdriver to it, just trying to look busy. He's not doing it. Um. Okay. So we also learned that Keith is really still devastated. I mean, he's he's trying to. He's hurt. To, He's trying to act like he's not hurt. Then they drop this line, which was which was which was good writing. Um, Ted says, "Oh, he has to take a he has to take an anti anxiety pill to be able to talk to Elliot." <laughs> <laughs> and he waits for it to kick in. Oh God! And he says, "No one wants the person who hurt them to ever see how badly they've been hurt." Mm. Yeah, I had that reaction too. To, to Ted dropping knowledge on Sarah. 
Yeah, that's a tough one right there, bro. So so Keith is hiding his pain because he's trying to act normal and okay. And then we cut to Jimmy. The but do you want to, let me ask you a question. This Go is ahead. the, do you want to see how hurt that person is? No, I don't think anyone, if you're the person who's doing the breaking up, you don't want to see the pain you're causing anybody. Oh, you're saying, no. what are you saying? The opposite? If no, I'm saying, so nobody wants to see how, nobody wants the person who hurt them to know how hurt they really are. Mm -hmm. But if you hurt somebody, do you want to see how, if you in, unintentionally hurt somebody, don't you want to see how you've hurt them? You know what I mean? So that you can correct that? Well, I, I hear you're, you're saying, I don't think anyone wants to obviously be see that they've nobody hurt wants to be the cause of hurt but you're saying pain. but you're but you're saying unless you see they've hurt then you can't then you don't have the fork How in do the you road remedy? to make it right yeah right right and uh and so you she but i mean it's so hard with with, with breakups and couples i mean she they work at the same place it's so tricky yeah. you know because then all of a sudden all of those things that you guys used to do now is inappropriate you know what i mean all of a well, sudden, and also it's just—it's not only inappropriate, but it's like now. I mean, it's so cringe. You have to work together, and you have to see each other. Then you have to see that person start dating, and it's in your face. Okay, how about Jimmy the touch overly touchy, um, orderly massaging Courtney's face? That was funny. That was hilarious. It's a lot of—I don't know if I would allow a lot of the things that the over touchily orderly did. He couldn't get away with doing no now. No. This was two thousand what nine, Joel? Eight? Uh, yeah, I think we're two thousand nine now. Yeah, I don't think Br he'd be touching. Breathe faces. on my, breathe on my face would get <laughs> well, you fired. Breathe, well, breathe on my face is like post COVID. No one's saying yeah. that. <laughs> That'll get you fired. But he's also like fully molesting Ted yeah. on the floor. Yes. Ted got a case. Ted got a case. But the chief of the chief of the hospital is probably not going to have their face massaged by an orderly. Well, he got fired for doing that. Oh, he did get fired, but he's in yeah, more that's why. He must get rehired. I think everybody. I think the janitor is going to get. Well, obviously spoiler, the janitor. Spoiler alert! The janitor is going to get rehired. I forgot. Too. I didn't remember the janitor getting actually fired. So the janitor's made a key. She says, "Give me your keys," and he holds up one key, <laughs> and she goes, "Where are all the other keys?" And he said, "I got tired of holding them all, so I made everything work off this one key." And then he starts a motorcycle. In the dark. Is that not Sasha? No, it's Sasha. No, he starts it's Sasha. Not Sasha. It's not. It's a it's real not motorcycle. Oh, no, Sasha's oh a little God. blue Vespa wannabe. This is a real motorcycle. But then the janitor comes in with the freaking files locked in his suit, in his briefcase. And he's like, I had the files for, I had the the, the stuff for the patient in my briefcase, but I locked it in there. And then she yeah. takes said key and opens up his yeah. briefcase. It opens everything. It opens even, everything. Even a tiny briefcase lock, a motorcycle, <laughs> every door in the hospital. How did he do that? How did he do that? Who did, how did he get all of those locks? And install change. He he. Well, I guess in the real world, you'd have to change every lock, including every the motorcycle. Lock. Every but in lock. Scrubs world, he just had to make a magical key. And by the way, that's not a fantasy. That is real life. He made a magical key. <laughs> um. So Cox has a heart to heart with JD about how he's handling his uh, great scene. Yeah, that was a good scene. I like that scene. Both scenes, the Keith and Elliot scene, very touching. And then the Cox and, and JD scene, very touching. Yeah, thank you. You know, we've been waiting for this moment because it, it was bound to happen. We were waiting for this moment. 
And it finally happens where Cox looks at JD as a peer and not just as his someone who's beneath him. Yeah. Uh, as, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he looks at him as a competent doctor. And it's not a lesson. The lessons that are coming JD's way now aren't hard lessons anymore. Now it's more of a conversation. And if JD can, and if JD hears it in the conversation, then there it is. But for the most part, Cox is no longer going to coddle JD. And that's what, that's what that scene meant to me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to fucking do all of that other shit that you, you want the hard truth. That's not coming anymore. What's coming your way is motherfucker. I'm scared too. I'm over this shit too. This is what life is though. You know what I mean? I think we were all trying to be find something new. And I think these new actors brought something fun and new and, and Courtney brought something fun and new. And, you know, it was, it was, uh, Aziz definitely brought but something. Keep in fun mind, we were all like, it wasn't like we're on a back lot where, where you're going to mingle and meet new people. And, and, you know, we were, we were all in this abandoned hospital in the Valley. <laughs> yeah. So we met no never, one. Like we, we would see no one, no one. No. Cause who the hell would visit? I mean, fans aside, like nobody, nobody's, when you're on a back lot, you like run into other casts, you meet other crews. When you're in an abandoned hospital, like no one comes to visit you. At all. <laughs> the executives didn't even come to visit us. No. Like, why would they want to come to an abandoned hospital? But, I mean, don't get it twisted. I realized then, and realize now, but I realized then how lucky I was to be on a television show. But yeah. at this point, I remember being like burnt. Out, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And again, you start to question. Like, I, I don't want to. You want to go out on top. You don't want to like. You don't want to like drive it into the ground. Where you're like, oof, this is we're jumping the shark kind of Fonzie stuff. You know, Fonzie jumping the shark on his skis. On his no motorcycle. No, he was water skiing. Oh, he was water skiing. That's right. And he jumped over the. You shark. You can't jump. A, I guess you could jump a shark on a motorcycle, but you'd have to. Evil really, Knievel did, didn't he? You'd have to. No, I don't know. I don't know. But Fonzie um, is, it was wearing a leather jacket um, when he was on his water skis. I don't know if you know that. It's also the downfall Did you know of that? Happy Days. Do you know that trivia that when Fonzie does jump the shark in Happy Days, he's still wearing his Fonzie leather jacket? Hmm. That's yeah. how popular that show was. <laughs> that show was so popular that at its demise, when it, when it finally reached its worst moment, people were still like, it jumped the shark. Well, Fonzie. there were, there were kids. Well, no, Jump the Shark didn't become a term until much later. But I remember, you know, for kids, it was I didn't care. I didn't know anything about something becoming stale. I was like, Fonzie's gonna jump a shark. Yeah, oh no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. He's so cool. Shit. Shit, no doubt. But, but it's a it's it's is it not in the dictionary? It should be if it's not. No, it, it became it someone, someone, I forgot. I don't know the genesis of it. Dan, maybe you do. But someone eventually said, uh, called it like, uh, made, it, made it a term for when a show is, has reached its limit and now it's gone beyond what, how great it used to be. Yeah, it peaked and now you're on your down. And so, and, 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 and the, the example of Fonzie jumping a shark on water skis was like. <laughs> With a leather jacket on. <laughs> yes, Dan, go ahead. Got an answer for you. The idiom jumping the shark was coined in 1985 by John Hine in response to the 1977 episode of Happy Days in which Fonzie jumps the shark. Shit. Right. Happy Days was 1977? Mm-hmm. Oh, then we were watching reruns. We were watching reruns, bro. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. That's true for a lot of shows we loved. I, I, there's a lot of shows yeah. that we loved growing up, like that we I thought were like being shot at the time, but we were watching the syndicated reruns. Well, I knew the Honeymooners was an old show. No, Honeymooners. I knew that. I knew that was an old show, <laughs> I, I, and I knew Beaver and I'm the Brady Bunch about, and all that stuff. Oh my stuff god, was. I'm not talking about the Honeymooners, dude. I'm talking about like stuff like Three's Company. That those yeah. were in reruns. We won't. We won't. You know, as a kid, I thought those were being those were new. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, the janitor is uh, fired, we learn. There's a new janitor hired who couldn't be a sweeter old man. He's he's just a nice, let me know if I can help you. Yeah. And then we have uh, end credits. Oh, wait, before we get to that, uh, just the final thing that we learned that um, Courtney Cox's character is, in fact, uh, uh, just a bit uh, a stereotypical um hospital executive she wants all the money she can get out of this patient he has kill manga was right okay i'm not exactly sure what that reference is but um there you go uh she's trying to get all the money she can out of him and then yes as donald said there's a new thing on abc instead of them playing the theme music and going through stills of funny stills from that episode there's now like a little coda a little tiny scene over the credits and in this particular one. Which was one, really weird. And this one, we talk about Dr. Shaloub. We talk yeah. about the Nielsen's. And they're all plays on like Monk is Dr. Shaloub. Yeah, because winning, every, yeah, Shaloub would win every award I was every Emmy, for. Every yeah. year he would win the Emmy. And then the Nielsen's, little, I mean, we talk, talk about it all the time on a podcast, but Scrubs was never a big hit. Yeah, so those who don't know what the Nielsen's are, it's the rating system and helps you extrapolate how many people are watching the show. And so we do a joke like, even though the, the Nielsen's seem to differ, uh, and then we cut to a couple that's named the, the Nielsen's. And, they're dis and they disapprove of- They're shaking their heads. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we don't like you guys. Um, two things I learned on Scrubs Wiki about this, um, that the there's a moment where Sarah flashes uh, in a bar, a flashback, and- um, and she says, oh, what's the worst that can happen? And then we see that it's made it to a, a DVD. Girls Gone Wild type. It's like a, it's like a Girls Gone Wild type flashing uh, DVD. And I learned on Scrubs Wiki that um, the stars that are over Sarah's breasts, ABC demanded that they be made bigger. Mm. And when Sarah heard that, uh, she claimed that it made her very happy that uh, <laughs> the stars needed to be made bigger. <laughs> Sarah. She apparently tells that story on the DVD. And also, uh, a little interesting bit of trivia, because of Courtney Cox's schedule, all of the scenes involving her in the show were shot towards the end of season eight. So uh, we we shot all the episodes, um, all the stuff that didn't involve Courtney Cox, and then saved Courtney Cox scenes for the now, end of the season. Now, how did we do that? So she never has scenes with Aziz then? Why do you say that? Because Aziz only lasts about three episodes on this on the show this year. Oh, that might that might be true. I don't know. We'll 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 see. But I know that I just read that, and I remember there being a thing with Courtney, like she wasn't available until later. So we just we just would shoot everything except Courtney scenes, and then we circled back, and um, and picked up uh, Courtney's stuff. So there you go. There's uh, the first episode of season eight, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Joelle, do we have some submissions for today? Yeah, we can do some submissions. Okay, and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to listen to some submissions for new podcast ideas, which we need, and uh, a new TV show idea for Donald and I. We'll be right back after these fine words. 
Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. And we're back! Go ahead. What were you going to say, Fuck 
your sound effects machine. Why it gotta be? Why it gotta be so aggro with it? Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds in house arrest. All right, it's time to hear something that could possibly beat that. Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds in house arrest. I don't, I don't know how you can beat that. Yeah, no chat GPT today. I have no idea if people are enjoying that or not. Daniel and Joel, do you know if anyone likes those things? I've seen a couple of comments being like very positive, but let us know, guys. Also, if you have suggestions for what we should put into the chat box that you would like to hear more. Yeah, about, I'm not on I'm not on uh, Twitter anymore, but Joel and Daniel are. And so let them know uh, if you like the chat GPT thing. Um, we want to serve you. I thought Sarah was fabulous last week. So yeah. funny. I think the chat GPT thing is funny, and and I, I usually find is a, a good barometer. If if we laugh at it, then other people will laugh at it. So I, I don't know. We can we can we'll see what we'll see what people say. Dan will well, look on Dan will look on the Reddits and the Twitters. I still um, laugh at Zach and Donald, the gay newlyweds in house arrest. Yeah, I don't know how that's, you beat that, but um, we're not allowed hilarious. to play gay. We're not allowed to play gay, Donald. I'm sorry. Oh, those Unless, days are over. Well, some people are allowed to play gay. It's confusing, but um, I'm con okay. Hold but on, it's, what? hold on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're not gay anymore, you cannot play gay in a movie. Well, there's a debate about here. that. What's there that? There is a debate. It's there's a, a complicated let you well debate. Weigh, let, let a member of the queer community weigh in. But there is a debate. I've spoken to some gay uh, show creators who who side on the other side of some of the gay community and say that they don't believe in that. But Joelle, mm -hmm. as a queer representative, can you mm -hmm. tell Donald the debate? Sure. So the debate is that frequently, particularly people who present as gay just as they show up, have difficulty getting cast outside of like stereotypical gay roles, uh, even if they have the range, right? Mm -hmm. So the thought, and I think it's a, a beautiful thought, is, well, let's leave gay roles to gay people. To me, the issue with that is sexuality is not a concrete thing. People fluctuate. Some people learn about their queerness through their art and performing and trying different things. And so to leave out people who are not currently out of the closet, I think, limits what the queer experience can look like on screen. And I think that's dangerous. What I really like is what Craig Mazin did in um, The Last of Us. In it, you know, you have one actor who's gay and out and one actor who's straight and married to a woman. But Craig made sure that the director was gay and that the writer was gay and that there were additional gay people on the crew. And he also went to a bunch of gay people to read the scripts before they went into production. And by doing that, he allowed a full queer experience on screen without, you know, having anyone default to, you know, stereotypical lists or, you know, caddy fights or whatever. It felt like an authentic relationship. Mm. Um, my stance is if you can involve as many queer people as possible, and if you have an actor who respects the queer community, then I don't see a problem with expanding beyond that in your casting. I hear you, but there's not there's there's plenty of people as well said, Joelle. Uh, I do. We should mention there's there's there are plenty of queer people I believe who disagree with you. That is correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joelle, what do you have for us? Okay. Well, oh, before you get into it, I want to make sure I'll give one person a shout out. Donald and I uh, had the privilege of uh, speaking to a gentleman who donated to an amazing cause that uh, wounded warriors that Jake Tapper does a. Jake Tapper, the um, CNN anchor uh, man, does a charity every year for wounded warriors. And one of the prizes, an auction off, is a 30-minute uh, FaceTime with Donald and I, which uh, which 
It was fun because it went guy- for it went for twenty million dollars, people. That's how famous <laughs> that's how famous we are. I don't know how much it went for, but I want to give a shout out to Ari Nemotin, um, who's a radiologist who gave the donation to uh, Wounded Warriors, and and Donald and I had an awesome thirty minute chat with him, and it was a lot of fun. Well, he and listens he actually- to the podcast. He's listening right now. And he also had he had a good, uh, a really funny idea, kind of like it was almost like a multiverse idea of Scrubs, like saying taking the characters and putting them into in his in his particular pitch. It was the world of theater, like keeping the same relationships between the characters, but make them all like they're 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 putting on a, a production of Dr. Acula. Right. He was like he was like he was like put them in different. And then we turned it into something like completely different, where it was like, look, what if their characters, they're always the same people from the show but now they're playing in different scenarios so like like of like a, um like um like um quantum leap right like so instead of a hospital it's oh. a it's a law firm or a police station one episode and they're never the same people but they're always in the, the same relationships story. Are, the relationships are the same it's almost like right. quantum leap quantum leap meets uh, what was the uh, uh, Marvel TV yeah, show? The, and then it, be, it goes to the different WandaVision. Type, uh, WandaVision. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like WandaVision meets Quantum Leap, where That's the beautiful. characters are all the same. They have all the same relationships, but they're jumping between different television styles. So one time we're on we're on a spaceship, and Cox is like the tough captain, and Kelso, you know, owns the ship, and and you know, you know that that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And then you could jump and we're in a sitcom and then it could jump and we're in like a legal drama. It was amazing. It was a really cool idea. That's what Donald and I riffed off of uh, Ari's idea. So that was fun. I love it. Okay. So right, now we're going to hear somebody else's idea. Yes. Let's yeah. hear it. So this Zach is and Donald from- are gay newlyweds <laughs> in house arrest. Perfection. This is from Caleb. Hello, Zach, Donald, Joel, and twitch.tv slash DJ underscore Daniel. Wow. wow. This is Caleb calling from Shreveport, Louisiana. Long time, first time. Unfortunately, I don't have an Australian accent, so I feel like I got to, you know, I'm working against the current here. But uh, I've listened to every episode you guys have had so far, and got to tell you, keeps me happy, keeps me entertained, keeps me laughing, uh, you know, gets me through my workouts and my runs. Uh, And I'm really sad to hear you guys are coming to the end of the episodes for Scrubs but I'm really excited about the new direction you guys are thinking about taking. And I really want to suggest a new idea. It's a baking podcast. Donald's mentioned a couple of times that he's been really into baking lately. Uh, talking about his pies and some other stuff he's made. <laughs> the best part of this idea is the name and that's Bakerid Tart. Yeah, you guys can, can go this by Bakerid Tart. You can this follow fucking guy. I feel like he started with that and worked guests. backwards. You can bring up celebrity <laughs> chefs even. Uh, I know there's a lot of shows about baking, like the Great British Bake Off and Cake Boss. And I love British Bake like Off. Cupcake Wars and probably a bunch of other ones that I'm forgetting right now, but uh, no podcast that I know of. You, know, you guys can maybe participate in God's Lettuce. Maybe, uh, you know, make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, maybe you have a category of best dish overall and then best dish while partaking in God's Lettuce. I don't know, something like that. God's uh, lettuce. Yeah, happy to hear from you guys. Love that you guys are continuing the podcast and thinking about bringing it forward even beyond Scrubs. Thanks. Hope all's well. Caleb, Thank wow. you. Okay. What was his name again? Caleb. Shout out, shout out, 
Caleb from Shreveport, I think Caleb, uh, I think Caleb may have been high when he came up with. You think so? Baker <laughs> Tart. You think so? I feel like he came up with Baker Tart and then worked his way backwards into a baking show. He was like, yo. Donald's ears perked tart. up when he said baking show, thinking it was going to be about getting baked. Well, he said baking show and God's lettuce in the same fucking sentence. He freaking had me had a hello. <laughs> he had me right then and there. Um, um, Caleb, I love yeah. I love to bake. I love I don't necessarily watch baking shows. That's too long. I prefer like the TikToks or the Instagram posts TikToks. that you know. Yeah, the, that's what the kids are calling it, right? Do you TikToks. watch TikTok? Are you on TikTok, Donald? No, oh, I didn't think so. But um, anyway, I like to watch, like, you know, there's this one guy who's like, let's do some cooking. And then there's this other guy who's like, uh, and as always, Namsula. And I like him. Uh, there's this other dude. There's like, there's a couple of people that are out there that do Instagram cooking. And if you follow the recipe, because they give it to you really well, you can make it. And it works. And my kids eat it. Um, and that's really how I learned to cook, by watching videos on instagram or on the thing that they call the TikTok. well um i'm not really interested in baking caleb thank you for your suggestion yeah, zach don't um, cook i i don't want him to do a podcast about cooking but you seem because like a really, you don't cook i don't cook but you seem like a really nice fellow and um and i uh, thank you for your suggestion joelle so, what so it's not even ever... making it to the whiteboard let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Joelle, what is the idea for a TV show for Donald and I? Here we go. This is from Zach. Oh, we like him already. Oh. <laughs> Zach with a self-submission. Hey, Joelle, Daniel, Donald, and Zach. My name is also Zach, and I have a pitch for a TV show for Zach and Donald. Go ahead. Homie Spumoni 2, Spaghetti and Lots of Balls. No. No, don't do that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he's Here's the real pitch. No. Okay. Donald is a very famous, successful actor working on a big-time project. Maybe a film in L.A. or a show on Broadway. Unbelievable. In the middle of filming or rehearsing for this project, Donald does something to get himself canceled. Nothing terrible or egregious, but maybe something absurd, like someone filmed him gambling on a fart and shitting his pants during a rehearsal. That goes viral, and it attracts some negative attention to the project and its producers, which gets him fired. After that virality, no one will you take You get his fired for shitting your pants. Anymore. And then his work dries up, his life falls apart, and he's forced to move in with a relative, maybe a mom or a sister or a cousin, back home in small town Little Lass, Colorado. A few weeks of sulking around the relative's house drives his host crazy, and they encourage him to get out and look for work. He notices a flyer for a local community theater production of something and scoffs at first. Lame but once is. encouraged to check it out, he recalls his early career fondly, before the money and attention, when it was about fun and art. He decides to check it out. And then he shits his pants. Upon entering the theater, or more probably a high school gym, he meets the local community theater director, an egotistical, self-important tyrant played by fuck? Zach. What the fuck? Perhaps part of the reason Zach's character is so arrogant is because he has what he thinks is an ace up his sleeve, an authentic British actor. Hey, Brett Goldstein. <laughs> Unable to say no to having a big name in his production, Zach casts Donald, but the two constantly butt heads. Donald has a very clear inside knowledge about acting and directing that small-time Zach cannot allow his ego to appreciate. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zach whips the rest of the local actors, all of whom are terrified of his authoritarian style of directing, 
into doing ridiculous acting exercises and warm-ups and so on. Conflict between Zack and Donald ensues. They eventually find common ground in a very heartfelt, Scrubsian way and finally put on a performance that they're excited about. The play opens up for the local community theatergoers in Little Lass. It's awful. The audience is not receptive. (laughs) The production choices are weird and silly and ridiculous. People hate it. But for Zack and Donald and the rest of the cast and crew, it's a formative experience in getting back in touch with the heart that goes into theater and in connecting with people again. Let me see if I can call back my guy, Stephen Brandon. Zack and Donald are rival thespians in Everybody Loves a Little Last Play. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys are looking to have some white boy dreams come true, I've always wanted to work in a writing room, breaking stories. So say the word, and I'll draft a manuscript for this pilot right now. Uh, It would be a dream come true to learn that craft from Bill and from Brett Goldstein. I'm just putting that out there into the universe, shooting my shot. I love everything that y'all do, and I can't wait for what you do next. Thanks for listening. Wow, that was well great. Done. Well done. Really well done. Well, I got to see. What's his name? Sorry. Zach. Oh, yeah. How could I forget that? Zach, very well presented. So for yeah. someone who has aspirations of getting into the business, uh, I thought you did a really good job. I thought that was a good, quick pitch. So I like great. that I'm the star of this one, too. I don't like that my character's an asshole that I already hate. Well, no, but we get together at the end and we make something special, at least to us. It's like High School Musical meets, like, fame. No, it sounds meets- like uh, Guffman. Yeah, then meets Guffman. Yeah. It sounds like the well, Mighty Ducks, too. Like, you know what I mean? I'd say like the even, area I like. I like, I would like, the, I like the area of, you know, kind of like Ari's idea that we're, we switch to like doing a play. Like the world is of like putting, like, you know, it, behind the scenes of putting on something. I like that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's funny for, for Donald and I to do. Um, I think the world of small time theater hasn't really been lampooned better than Guffman. Um, That's probably the best version of it ever. Yeah. It's pretty hard to beat Guffman, but we wouldn't be that tone. We would, that's sort of a mockumentary. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be that tone, but I don't know. I'm open to, um, I I think, I don't know. You know, it was also good living in oblivion. Is that what it was? Amazing. Love living in oblivion. That's spoofing um, the world of making independent movies. Tom Tachilla. Shout out Tom Tachilla. Shout out. If you like um, indies and you like behind the scenes stuff, watch Living in Oblivion. It's it's the it's the funniest spoof of how hard it is to make an independent movie. Do we have a lockup? Do we have a real lockup? That shit happened. I use that on everything. Look, dude, when we were doing Scrubs, I would say that shit. Do we have a lockup? Because sometimes the lockup fails. Do we have and a that- real lockup? And then every single morning they put the mic under him. He'd go, sound, this is my level. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. That's uh, we, We're off to a start with season eight. We, we appreciate you. Ooh. We thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't yet, uh, please check out uh, the trailer for A Good Person. It's on the YouTubes. Um, coming out March 24th at a theater near you. Also. Uh, yes, Donald. If you get the opportunity. Go ahead. Check us out on T-Mobile. Hey. Yeah, yeah. watch the commercial if you it. haven't seen it, if it's you didn't watch commercial. the Super Bowl. Um, all right. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Donald, count us out. Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story that you all should know. So- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, 
and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.